Welcome to the Small Business Surgeon Podcast, the show where we dissect the businesses of top producers, examine their growth strategies, and share with you the bare bones of their success. I am your host, Samuel Smith, and I'm glad you're here. Let's operate. Hey guys, what's up? Welcome to another episode of the Small Business Surgeon. Guys, I'm so glad you're here. I got a uh, wicked awesome guest for you today. We are joined by the host of the HG Living Podcast, Mr. John Briseño. John, it's good to have you here, man. Welcome. Thanks, man. It's a pleasure. I'm happy to be here. Excited, man. I've been listening to your podcast, right? Wanted to do my homework and good shit, man. <laughs> I appreciate that, man. I know we've been putting this uh, together for a minute here and uh, you're part of the same uh, same podcasting community that I am. So uh, welcome. And I know we've got a lot of mutual friends uh, in the space as well. So uh, I hope a few people are listening to this and uh, and pick some stuff up. So you're a little bit of a enigma in my world, though. You're just now getting onto my radar so let's start first off with uh, with the podcast and then we'll jump into a little bit of your history and your background and how you got to where you are tell us a little bit about hg living and what that's about yeah so hg living is a podcast that i decided to start man because i really wanted to share um not necessarily my story but just the inspiration behind it right because based on society man i should not be where i am today at all <laughs> okay. right like that's just what society tells you, right? High school dropout, um, illegal immigrant, uh, drug abuser, fucking, you know, I shouldn't be where I am today, right? So I think a lot of that holds a lot of people back because they see others with similar backgrounds and they, they think, well, shit, man, that I just, I have nowhere to go. Right, right. right. So, they, so they accept that. And I'm, I'm using the podcast as a way to let people know that's bullshit. You don't have to accept that, right? Because I wish I would have had somebody in my earlier years telling me, dude, don't don't listen to the bullshit. You may have a shitty background and but that doesn't mean your future has to be what everybody else's is. So I think a lot of that has to do with uh, the way society's geared, though, because through through my story, um, you know, I, I immigrated legally, um, but it's, it, you know, somewhat similar with the fact that whenever I'm around quote unquote business people, uh, the chamber of commerce, uh, any kind of professional association, that kind of stuff. It's always the suit and tie background and they're trying to portray success and uh, 80% of those guys are failing. And what most of the underdogs don't realize is they're doing just as good a job as the guys in the suits. It's just that uh, we've got to get the message out to them that everybody struggles, you know? So uh, Tell us a little bit about your journey. How long ago did you start with the hustle? Is this something that's always been ingrained in you or is it something you discovered over time? So it hasn't. Um, I'm going to be honest there. I wasn't born uh, a hustler, born an entrepreneur. I was born into amazing parents, right? They brought us to this country illegally, unfortunately, because it was the only way for us to get in. But as a little kid, I didn't understand that shit. Right, for sure, yeah. I, I didn't know what an illegal immigrant was or anything like that, but I watched my dad bust his ass off. I mean, this man is the definition of a fucking hard worker, right? Uh -huh. So I just, I thought that's what it was about, but it wasn't until I got into my 16, 17 year old age that, you know, I wanted the Jordans. I wanted, I grew up in the nineties, man, huge bulls. <laughs> you know, I wanted the Jordans and my dad just couldn't really afford them. And that's when I started noticing, okay, uh, you know, you need more money. I need more money. So 
uh, you know, unfortunately, I didn't have very many ways to make money, man. So I honestly learned business through, uh, you know, a lot of the way that the street guys learn. You know, I, I got into the into the drug game. And Dude, it's the 90s, the I, 90s, man. The statute of limitations has passed. Don't worry. Yeah. About and, <laughs> and you know what? And, and, and I'm open with it, man, because I, I did my time. I, I paid what had needed to be paid. Right. Uh -huh. Yeah. So I'm open with the man because I did learn a lot from it. I'm not going to lie, man. I learned, you know, buy wholesale and sell retail to make a profit <laughs> and you know, hiring employees that are down to do the work. So, but that's when it really started for me. But, you know, obviously when you're in that type of business, it doesn't last long, right? Yeah, so no doubt. No doubt. I, you know, and being a legal immigrant, man, you know, I got myself in trouble with the law, was facing deportation and you no, know, I have my kids here. Right. So I think that's what opened up my eyes, right? But I right. also I also knew that there was a hustle in me, right? So I started in sales, like a lot of people do, once I got out of that legal situation, which was hell, but it was an eye-opener. I think I, I was meant to go through that. Right. Because without that, I'd probably be still doing the same dumb shit and wouldn't be where I am today. Dude, we all have that one key moment. We all have that one place that we can all look back to and say, you know what, this is the time. And, you know, for quite a lot of entrepreneurs, it's uh, it's a jail problem or it's a drug problem or it's a drinking problem. You know, myself, it was uh, it was drinking. But there's there's always that one one moment. So your initial foray then into entrepreneur was, uh, as a lot of us uh, has been, was through sales. What did you start out selling? What was your sales career like? So exactly what I do now. Um, so now I'm in the e-commerce world, helping people learn how to make money online. And I started working for another company doing, <clears throat> excuse me, what I do now. Okay. <clears throat> and there was just a lot of shady shit going on um, in some of these companies that I worked for. And I just, I felt like I could do a better job. I, I felt like I could. I felt like I could take care of the client better and maybe just do things a little bit different. Right. But it was always just a thought in the back of my mind. I, because I never did have the balls to right. do it, the trigger, take action. You know, mm -hmm. I talked a big game, but back then I just didn't have the courage to, to finally try. Uh, but you know, it wasn't until I really realized the dirty things that were going on in the industry and how, you know, people were taking advantage of other people. And I said, okay, screw this man. And I can do it. I could do it. And so, you know, one day I just finally decided to pull the trigger and just do it. Well, I didn't know what I was doing. Let's, I want to spend a little time here because, again, I didn't really know a whole lot about you until I started uh, poking around on your social profiles. But, you know, this this uh, e-commerce thing, man, it, uh, that kind of floats my boat. I like, uh, I like to talk about that. So, uh, first off, tell us some of the, the pitfalls that people get into. You said there's a lot of, uh, there's a lot of scammers and stuff going on in e-commerce. What's some things that, because... Uh, you know, I see a lot of people that want to start out with a Walmart store, an Amazon store, an eBay store. Um, what's some of the things that maybe one of the guys listening can pull from this that they should look out for? What's some common scams that go on on the e-commerce business side of things? Yeah, well, first of all, if they tell you, you know, guaranteed make money uh, with no work, bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> it's bullshit. Uh -huh. There's going to be work involved always, but a lot of these guys try to advertise it that way, right? Make money in your underwear, relax while, while you don't do anything at all. And a lot of these people in the industry pitch that way, uh -huh. right? 
even while they're talking to the client, yeah, you can make money. You don't have to do anything. Just give us a bunch of money. We'll set up your websites for you uh-huh. and you'll start making a shit ton of money. Right. And unfortunately we live in a world where that's what people want. Right. Right. They want something for nothing. Right. So it's an easy pitch. People give up their money. Uh, the websites are set up, but they never generate any income from it. Right. Mm-hmm. Because they weren't taught properly from the beginning that look, yeah, you could have the best product in the world on the most beautiful website in the world. But if nobody knows about your product or service, right, it's never going to go anywhere. Right. So, so what's what's the key then? So let's say I start my own online business. What's what's the key? Surely it's uh, is it traffic? Is it engaged traffic? Are we marketing on social media? Where do you uh, definitely. it's, it's yeah, all about marketing? It's all about marketing and advertising. Uh, definitely social media is a, is an amazing platform to be used. I wished I would have, uh, hopped on it a lot earlier, right? Because uh-huh. I'm now just starting to realize the power of social media. A lot of our traffic has been paid traffic, right? Google ads and pay-per-clicks and stuff like that, which is expensive as shit. Yeah. Right? Yeah. No yeah. doubt. No doubt. Right now, my business spends about $16,000 a week on marketing and advertising. Okay. Right? So it is all about marketing and advertising, right? Because we spend that kind of money on advertising is why we get the results that we get. Now, obviously, there's a lot of people out there just getting started, so they don't have the type of uh, of money or revenue to put into marketing, right? But they can always start off small using platforms such as social media. It's an amazing platform to use. Yeah, for sure, for sure. I'm just like, so what kind of uh, what kind of products do you sell online? Is it is it pretty much anything, or is there a anything. specific niche you get into? It's any or any and everything. So what we do with the clients that we service is, uh, you know, one of their first few coaching sessions with with their expert is, you know, kind of getting to know them. What are their hobbies? What kind of things do they like to do? And based on their hobbies and interests and passions, uh, their coach. Right. Uh, we'll kind of put together a few different ideas of what types of products they can get into mm-hmm. um, they can service. Um, and once they once the client decides, OK, I'm interested in, you know, selling X product. Right. Whatever it is, whatever their passion may be. Maybe somebody wants to do home decor or somebody else wants to do jewelry whatever it is, we, we, we gather a list of things that they're interested in. And based on those interests and hobbies, we'll do some research, find out what products are profitable, um, how often are they being searched for and things of that mm-hmm. nature. So yeah. As far as a specific niche, we don't really have one because that's what the clients choose, right? We want it to be something that they want to get into. No, that makes uh, that makes a whole lot of sense. I just, uh, you know, I really like the idea of being able to just sell a bunch of stuff from my computer every single day and not have to, not have to deal with, uh, not have to deal with people coming into the shop, so so to speak, you know. So, say I wanted to set up an e-commerce store, what would my first steps be? What would your first steps be? Uh huh. So I've I've figured out what product I, I want to sell. Um, I want to sell nice custom engraved pens for thirty dollars a pen. All right, so let's just let's just put that out there. What would my first steps be? I mean, are you are you guiding people to use Shopify platforms? Is is that the way to go, or do you get better yeah. results using FBA? Yeah, I mean, Shopify is definitely a, a great one because then you can sell whatever product you want to sell, right? Amazon has its, its guidelines, certain products you can and cannot sell on there. Mm-hmm. And there's just a lot that goes into it. So with Amazon, it's it's a great avenue, uh, but you got to find the products that Amazon approves, 
right? So it's definitely a good avenue to go. But with what you're talking about in specific, eBay is always a great way to start, right? Mm -hmm. People want to estimate the power of eBay. eBay has millions of, of, of people that already go there, are already looking for something. Right. So right. eBay, eBay is how we start our clients off. We start them off on eBay because it takes time to get products approved by Amazon. Uh -huh. Right. So we always start off our clients on eBay. Right. Oh, that makes sense. So, dude, where did you get like the idea to get into e-commerce from? Because this is like it, it, it's fascinating to me how it all works and how it all comes together. I'm just trying to understand your background in it and way how you got your first start in this uh, in this industry. Well, honestly, after so after I got out of the whole legal situation, man, I I, uh, I was in a business um, which was legal for many years, but then it became illegal, which was Spice. I don't know okay. if you guys remember Spice, um, but yeah, I partnered up with some guys that, that had their own brand called Posh. Okay. And oh, Posh Spice. Yeah, I get that. That's like a Spice Girl reference. Oh, dude. Yeah, that was that was us, man. We 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 killed it. We crushed it. Mm -hmm. um, a huge business, man. And I was young, making a shit ton of money because everybody was just buying spice. But what, once that product became illegal, mm -hmm. right, I could no longer be in that business either. Uh, but the idea of going to get a, a regular job where I'm making five, six, seven hundred bucks a week was just not exciting to me at all whatsoever. No, for right? sure. For sure because I got used to the commission-based job, uh, but because of my background, there's not very many jobs that I could get. So honestly, how I came into this was by accident. It was, right. the, only, it was the only sales position that offered me a job quickly, right? Uh -huh. and, and the commissions are, are good in this industry, right? It's usually about 20% commission and it's a high ticket item, right? Anywhere yeah. between five to $15,000 per package. So I'm thinking shit, 20% of that. Yeah, this is my type of business. So that's how I came into it. It was an accident. It wasn't something that I wanted to do, but I guess that's a good lesson for people to, um, for your listeners as well. Right. Just learn to recognize opportunity. Yeah. Right? No it, you know, because e-commerce was definitely not something that I was passionate about or anything like that. Right. But it got me closer to the things that I am now passionate about. Right. Because now I use the revenue from my business to get into the podcasting, to do the music, and to start doing the things that I'm now passionate about. No, I completely understand that. Yeah. Um, so, e-commerce and uh, and COVID, man. How have you seen the industry shift over the last uh, 13 months? Because we're now just uh, we're just over a year into the, uh, the 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 change. And I saw a lot of changes in my industry with a lot of different shifts online. But what changes have you seen in the uh, in the e-commerce industry since lockdown started and uh, people started buying more and more stuff online? It's definitely created a lot more opportunity for people to get into it now, for sure, definitely right. Because now people are understanding that it is a lot easier. I mean, there's always been a lot of people who always shopped online, but for those who didn't shop online before and were kind of forced into that, mm -hmm. right? They realize and they now recognize the convenience of shopping online, right? So it's it's here to stay, man, and it's and it's getting bigger. It's getting bigger. You know, we're talking about trillions of dollars being exchanged online on an annual basis. So just, I mean, think of it that way, right? So much money being traded on the internet, you don't need a very big piece of that pie. That's to true. Lifestyle. No, that's right? very true. I think that's, the, the way I break it down is, you know, if you if you can make uh, if you make two hundred dollars a day at your job, all you need to do is find. 
uh, 20 things that you can sell for $10 a day profit each, and uh, you've just made your job back. So, you know, I, I'm really a big fan of e-commerce and a big, uh, big fan of uh, selling stuff online. What would be the biggest piece of advice you'd give to somebody that's wanting to start their own e-commerce store? Just get started, man. I know that sounds cliche or, or, or too simple, but that just really is what it is. Just get started. Do some research. We live in a world where there's information everywhere, right? Um, even with like what I do, right? Maybe you cannot afford it today, but dude, a lot of the information that we share and that we that we offer our clients, it's out there for free. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But you're going to have to put in some work. Right? Oh, no Right. The reason why people are willing to pay us tens of thousands of dollars for this information is just for convenience, uh-huh. right? Because they don't want to go do the research themselves. But to somebody who's just getting started, maybe doesn't have the capital to get started, just go do some research, go figure it out, go Google it. Google is a very powerful tool. YouTube is an amazing, powerful tool, right? In fact, just when I started my business, brother, I had no idea what I was doing. I knew the sales side of things. That's it. I didn't know. I didn't know fulfillment. I didn't know credit card processing. I didn't know, <laughs> I didn't know, I didn't know any of that shit. But what happened is by forcing myself to take action and move forward, I was forced to figure those things out. And honestly, I'm grateful that I was naive because if I had known all the obstacles that I was going to have to put up with, I probably would have never pulled the trigger. Never. I tell you what, man, why don't you share with us some of those unforeseen obstacles? I'm, I'm intrigued to know as to how much bullshit you have to wade through to get an online store up and running. What was the biggest thing you didn't realize? Oh, gosh, man, just everything. I thought it was going to be just a simple. I mean, this is how naive I was, right? When I first started my business, first of all, I didn't even know how to set up a business or how to structure it or anything like that, right? Mm-hmm. But guess what? There's people out there that do know how to do it, right? So course, I contacted yeah. them. Well, they got me the licenses. Boom. So now we're ready to go, or I think, right? Mm-hmm. But now I'm thinking, okay, well, now where the fuck do I get clients from? Right. I have no idea where to even get clients from. This is how naive I was, man, that I thought it was just, well, let me start my business and I'm going to make money. Right. But I didn't think about, well, where do I get my clients from? How do I advertise? None of that stuff. But I figured it out little by little. Right. And then the credit card processing came into play. I don't know how to fucking do that. How do I take people's money now? Right. Because it's not like they can just hand me a bunch of money. And again, we're in a high ticket. We're a high ticket item. Right. Right. No doubt. So it wasn't. I never realized that it was going to be hard to take money from people. Like, who the fuck thinks of that? Not me. <laughs> no, I, I did not think of that. Well, that so, and your, your card not present. So you're high risk. Uh, exactly. So you pay, pay more fees on that side of stuff. So, oh, yeah, definitely. Yeah. So, you know, the, 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 the merchant game, the processing game. See, but I had no idea, right? We sold our first client. It was a $5,000 sell. And then I realized, well, shit, how do I even process this credit card? Yep. I didn't know how to do it, right? Dude, so PayPal is going to choke if you try force $5,000 through it. <laughs> yes, definitely. Now, mm-hmm. luckily, I was able to build up my PayPal now to where we could take, you know, a $10,000 transaction on PayPal. But uh, not in the beginning. Not at you first. Can't. No, you can't do that. I, yeah. So I actually had to let that client go and oh, give man. them. Yeah, and give them free services because I had no way of capturing their money. But believe me, it was a lesson learned. Lesson number one right there. Shit, get paid. 
If exactly, you want to make money in business, learn how to get paid, right? <laughs> and, and, and make it easy, right? Make it an easy, smooth transaction for the client, right? But you know, those are just things that I figured out as I went, right? And 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 I'm I'm very big on just telling people to just get started. The obstacles will come, but just let them come one at a time mm -hmm. so they don't overwhelm you all at once. Because if you try to figure everything out before you get started, it's going to overwhelm the fuck out of you. That's the truth. Yeah. Yeah, that's the truth. So, uh, <laughs> man, <clears throat> John, tell us a little bit about what your e-commerce coaching looks like then, because I'm interested. Is it better to sell uh, weight loss pills? Is it better to sell T-shirts? Is it, you know, what's what's one item that you've had a significant amount of success with over the years? Is there like a Ooh. little, is there a staple foundational item that you, you guys keep coming back to, or is it just pretty much all over the map? It's pretty much all over the map, but anything that has to do with, with fitness and nutrition is always big. It's mm -hmm. always a big item, hot item, always, right? Especially uh, from January to about March. Mm-hmm. It's an extremely hot item, right? Because people with their New Year's resolutions, they want to lose weight, they want to lose weight. And nowadays, it's so easy to create your own supplement product. Yeah. Right? That's another thing that, that we do for our clients. We help them create their own product later on down the line if that's something they want to do, you know, whether it be proteins or, or diet pills or keto diet pills, whatever. Um, but yeah, diet, anything that fitness is always hot. Right. And, and depending on what your brand is, but, you know, fitness clothing is always is always something that that we've done very well with as mm -hmm. well. Um, but believe it or not, we have a client who's just absolutely crushing it and they're selling um, uh, freaking what are those things called? Doormats. I don't know why. I, love <laughs> doormats. I mean, this this guy's selling doormats online, but dude, he does about a hundred uh, to a hundred to two hundred thousand dollars a month in sales. That's insane, man. I I got a girl. She doesn't do that much, but she she makes custom doormats and sells them on the internet. Um, and you know they'll have stuff like um, you know one of them will have welcome on it, and another one will have like fuck off on it, and people will buy them. <laughs> and it, it's just the niches. It goes to show that your your niche research and you can really target anything that you've got a particular interest in. You know that's uh, that's too cool that uh, that you've got a client doing that because uh, yeah. yeah. Well, that's um, the thing that people got to realize about the internet is the power of the internet is that you can reach many, many more people than you could if you just opened up a, a retail store in, in your neighborhood. Absolutely. Right? Yeah, no doubt. So you're going so to be able to reach those people who just like weird fucking shit. They just like <laughs> the product, right? So there's, there's a market for anything, right? If you market it and advertise it correctly. No, I completely agree. I completely agree. So uh, tell me a little bit about Obviously, you're a, you're a consultant and you're a coach. You're getting some consulting and coaching yourself, though, right? Because you're a part of Apex, you're part of Arate, and uh, you're part of uh, the podcasting group. So how have masterminds and uh, podcasting and how have getting around other people helped with your mindset and helped your business to grow? Man, it's, I think it's, it's been one of the key things in, in the success that I do have. Right now, I'm nowhere near where I want to be. Mm -hmm. uh, but it's definitely been a huge, huge factor in everything that I've accomplished in the last couple of years. Um, and, and I am going to preach till I'm blue in the face. Go get some consulting. Go, go learn from somebody who's done what you want to do. Mm -hmm. 
And it's definitely helped me just to be around people like you and just be around people like, you know, the badass people that we get to hang out with, people killing it in the game. Just getting to know these guys, shaking their hands, it makes me realize, man, these are just normal fucking dudes. Yep. Yeah. They're normal dudes. And it makes it more realistic for me. No, right? I, I completely agree, man. And you just learn a lot, man, from from these guys and just the the positivity in the room. It's important to surround yourself with with good people like that for sure. I I couldn't agree more. Um, I want to look at the growth of your business now. You mentioned earlier that you're spending uh, many thousands of dollars a week in marketing and advertising. Obviously, you've got to grow into that point. You can't just come in and drop down fifteen grand in a week and say, "Here's what I want to do." How did you go about scaling your business, and how do you plan on scaling it even more from where you're at? Tell me a little bit about how you grew, uh, what it is that you're doing. Man, so we just kept at it, right? Because in the beginning, it was tough. It was tough. In fact, when I first started my business, I had a total of $20,000 in my bank account that I had earned from my sales job because the commission was good, right? But before I started my business, I didn't realize how expensive it was going to be to advertise. Oh, yes. (laughs) I'm thinking 20 grand. I got enough to do business all fucking year at least, right? But... (laughs) It, that was not the case, right? Well, in fact, welcome to business, sir. <laughs> yeah, that money was gone within the very first month. I and believe it. Yeah. Up to that point, we hadn't done any sales. So now I'm panicking, right? Now I'm thinking, fuck, I shouldn't have done this. Uh, you know, I'm doubting myself. I'm thinking everybody was right. I'm just a loser. This isn't meant for me. But then I just had an, an awakening, man. I think there was like six days left to finish the month off. And if we didn't pull sales, we were done. I didn't have any more money for marketing. Right. We were done. And at this point, I didn't have employees. It was just me and my two brothers. Uh-huh. Right. Nobody, nobody wanted to come work for me because I was just a young kid who didn't know what the fuck he was doing. Right. So it was just me and my brothers. And I'm laying in bed at night and I'm just thinking, man, fuck this. No, I do not accept this, man. I'm not going to let people know that I was that they were right about me. So I know they say ego is not your friend, but I, in this case, my ego pushed me, bro. It, I did not want, it wasn't even about the money at that point. It was, I didn't want people to point their finger and say, I fucking knew it. I knew it. I knew dude, it. This dude, uh, you know? We, I swear to God, I was telling the same story on a podcast earlier, man. You know, I, I just couldn't fail. I wouldn't allow it. I could not, for my own ego's sake, I did not want people to look at me and go, you know what, that guy fucking failed. I just couldn't right. do it. I couldn't live with that. Um, you know. And see, that's where I was. And so I tapped into that. So that Monday morning, we came into the office. I talked to my brothers. And that's where I discovered that I had the ability to motivate others, right? Mm-hmm. We had a quick little meeting and... By the time we were done with that meeting, my brothers were so pumped. I'm pumped and we're ready to go. Brother, that week we did $98,000 in revenue, man. Wow. So what did yeah. that what did that look like? Was that was that a bunch of sales at 10 grand a sale or was that $98,000 uh 10 bucks at a time? How did you pull that off? So it was a lot of bigger bigger ticket sales. Um, mm-hmm. you know, a couple of $5,000 I dude, I remember this week so vividly, brother, because it changed my life. So I can tell you right now, we had two $12,000 deals. Those were the, those were the big ones. That'll do and, it. Yeah. And the rest were between five and $8,500 sales. Wow. 
yeah. in one week. So well in done. Week, yeah. It, it put us back in the game, right? Because now we got money for marketing next month again. And mm -hmm. I thought we were about to go out of business, right? But this is why it's important to keep pushing and keep positive. And because, dude, I almost gave up. I almost fucking gave up. Right. What would have happened had I come in that week all negative Nancy and feeling sorry for myself? We sure as fuck would not have pulled a ninety-eight thousand dollar week. No, I believe that for yeah, right. <laughs> for real. Yeah. I mean it's it's all about that mindset and you know, not wanting to fail is something that keeps me on the straight and narrow. And I like to use, uh, it's, it's no secret to my listeners that I like to use gratitude to anchor my day and to anchor my motivation. Um, you got any little tricks around that? How do you keep your mindset in the right place, dude? How do you stay focused? Uh, really, man, I'm going to be honest with you. It's still something that I struggle with every day, but I think everybody does. Right? Uh, I truly believe everybody does. That's what honesty's for, man. Yeah. Um, it, it really is. Are you practicing gratitude then? Or do you just dude, like... I do. I do. Gratitude. Dude, I do not go to bed ever without saying the things that I'm grateful for. Good. Ever. Ever. And it's been like this for the last year and a half. And dude, it's crazy. It doesn't matter where... Dude, there are times where I'll fall asleep watching a movie and I wake up and I'm like, oh shit, gotta say my gratitude real quick. Right? <laughs> and I know, I know that may sound cheesy, man, but dude, it really truly has helped me. It really has. Nah, man, if it wasn't for my mindset and for the, the, the things I've learned about putting my brain first and putting, taking care of me first, uh, I think my businesses would have, uh, would have suffered greatly. So as a top producer, man, share with us a little bit about what your schedule looks like day to day man it's uh morning time get up that's another time where i take some time and and say you know thank you i always say thank you for the fact that i even opened my eyes absolutely I, because that's that's just powerful right there in itself for many years i struggled with really bad anxiety and panic attacks where dude i was scared to fall asleep because i was scared i wasn't gonna wake up i don't oh, wow. know why yeah, I don't know why. I honestly have no clue, but I went through that for a few years. So I, I used to lack sleep a lot. So today, man, I just wake up and I'm grateful for another chance, another day. No matter how bad we do in business the day before, the it I'm always just grateful for the fact that I'm alive because as long as God gives me my health mm -hmm. and it allows me to be alive, that means I got another fucking opportunity to try Dude. again. Amen. <laughs> I right? love it. What is it about kids that like, I want to chase mine with the squirt bottle and wake them up in the morning and get them moving with some cold water, man. They, they start out like little zombies. <laughs> yeah. In fact, I, I do do that. I, 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 so how I do it is I, whoever wakes up first, they get to go wake up their sibling by splashing a little bit of water on them. So, <laughs> you know, just, just something fun we do in the mornings, man. But then the rest of my day, man, I'm just on the drive here to the office always a podcast or some sort of book or something my car is a university on wheels man oh mine is too dude so aside from small business surgeon obviously um tell tell me just before we get back to your routine tell me a little bit uh give me a few of your favorite podcasts that you like to listen to oh man it'll be a long list brother but obviously the mfceo project Always, which yes. is now converted yeah, yeah, which is which is now real AF, and then Ed Milet's podcast. Um, I listen to Dropping Bombs, which dude, I just got to spend the weekend with Brad Lee, the host of that oh, no show. Kidding. 
Oh, dude, amazing, man. We're going to get to do a podcast together. Well, so I'm excited about that. Um, and then, so I said at my lets, I said, oh, and then we have uh, the Empire Show with Bedros Koulian. That's another good one that I listened to. Oh, I hadn't heard of that. I'm, uh, I'm going to have to check that one out. But all the others, uh, all the others are on my list already. They all, uh, they all circle through my car. And uh, as much as I'm in the, yeah. as much as I'm in the car, dude, I try and, uh, I try and have podcasts on probably 80 percent of the time. Exactly right, and then um, there's another one that I listen to. I actually do business with with this guy, and he's got a podcast called The Real Business Owners. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Trevor, Trevor yeah, and Kale. Yeah. Trevor and Kale. Yeah. yeah. So I do a lot of I do a lot of business with Trevor and Kale. Oh no kidding! I, I like those guys. Yeah. Um, again, part of Apex. Um, yeah, I like those guys, and uh, they just popped episode 100 today. Came out, or maybe yeah, yesterday. Yeah. I forget. But uh, yeah. They're killing it, bro. They're killing it, man. And so I've been, you know, I've, I've been doing business with, with Kale since before he started the podcast. So when he started the podcast, but dude, that's the power of networking, right? Because I've been doing business with Kale for so long, I, I know he's a badass. And then when I saw him start his podcast, it just inspired the shit out of me too. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Because I know Kale, right? And now this dude's blowing up on social media and, you know, everybody thinks he's this badass because he is, right? But me knowing him and getting to hang out with him, I'm like, dude, Kale's a regular fucking mm -hmm. dude. So that inspires me to want to do it too, man. And it makes me feel like I'm I'm capable of it as well. Dude, that, that's exactly right? what inspired me to get serious about this uh, small business surgeon. I've been podcasting for close to four years now. Um, but it wasn't until wow. I saw other guys that I knew that were doing it and doing it seriously and really making an impact that I, uh, I plugged into Apex and I plugged into this uh, APA group and uh, really started doubling down on the content I was producing. And that's, that's how Small Business Surgeon came about. Um, it was me moving from a recreational podcast once a week to a serious podcast twice a week. And, uh, man, it's, it's from watching guys like Trevor uh, and watching guys like uh, Thomas Keenan who I know, right. uh, watching guys like like exactly. Zach coming up. That exactly. if man, yeah. uh, and no disrespect whatsoever to any of those guys because I love them to death. But if they can do it, then damn, I can do it. And uh, that's exactly yeah. what I'm saying, man. That's why I put myself in those rooms because I get to know these guys. I get to meet these guys, right? And again, like you said, no disrespect to those guys, but dude, I have everything that they have, uh -huh. and I may I'm, I may not have it at their level yet. But I have the motivation and the commitment to get to that level, too. Exactly. Right? And that's what drives us. It's seeing normal guys with the same experiences that we've got, the same failures that we've got, uh, striving to get to that particular point, man. I, uh, I like that. I like that. So, um, geez, dude. Oh, yeah. I keep uh, I keep running out of questions. we got so much stuff in uh, in common. So where exactly does your passion for educating and teaching and consulting come from man really just to tell you in a short matter man is dude really to me today it's just about providing for my kids right and just showing them that they can do anything that they want to do because look my parents are amazing fucking people great great people man loving mom loving father but small thinkers I, right so they you know what i mean totally and, understand, and mom, yeah and my mom and dad will probably listen to this because they follow everything that I do. So they know I love them. But, you know, nobody in my household talked about go do something big. You can do it. Uh -huh. Right. 
Nobody did that. So in, in my family, with my kids, I just want them, I, I want to be different, right? I, I want to show them that I'm not just telling them they can do anything they want to do. I want to show them that I'm the kind of person that's willing to, to do it as well, right? I want to practice what I preach with my kids, right? And so that's where a lot of it comes from, man, is just wanting to provide for them. And so knowing that I want to do better, it's obvious. I got to educate myself more. I got to know more, right? I got to learn more. I got to be better. I got to do better. So that's why I'm, I'm passionate about educating myself and then making it easier for others to educate them. Man, I, I love that. It's all for me. It's all about passing that education on and sharing the, right. sharing the lessons I've learned through, through failures. So, um, Tell me, what is your long-term goal now for your business? Because I know that uh, you're expanding, you're growing, you're putting your podcast out, you're bringing on more clients. Tell me what your long-term goals are over there. Dude, I just want to make an impact on people. I want to be able to help as many people as I possibly can, even if it's just to help them in one small way, but just make it easier for them so that they don't have to go through some of the bullshit that I had to go through. If I can go through those experiences so that later on I can help someone else avoid those experiences, you know, that's why I'm doing what I'm doing now. Right. Just because I wish I would have had somebody that, that, could have, would have helped me. Right. And today now I do right through all these podcasts and through all this other stuff that, that I'm involved in with the apex and with the RTA syndicate. So my long-term goal, man, is just help as many people as I can and obviously make some money on the way. Right. <laughs> no doubt. Yeah. My family, you know, just, just give them everything they need. You know, today, Look, life isn't stress-free for me at all, but money-wise, man, I don't got to worry about if a fucking bill is going to be paid. Right, right. Ever. And that's a huge thing for me because, I mean, fuck, five years ago today, brother, I was a fucking piece of shit pill popper. Yeah. No, I hear you. You come, you so, come a long way, dude. You've come a long way. And, and five years sounds like a lot, man, but it, it isn't. No. It's short period of time where I've made a complete 180. Five years ago, I was lying to people to try to get money out of them, to try to get my fix, right? That's what a piece of shit I was. I was disappointing the shit out of my parents. And if I can make this huge difference in five years in my life and in the life of my kids, bro, there's nobody in the world who cannot do it. Amen. Right? Man, I love that message. I love it. And, and that's you know, sure. people often they overestimate what they can get done in five months and they will underestimate what they can achieve in five years. So well done. Well done Absolutely. to you, Absolutely. buddy. John, uh, before we wrap this up real quick, and I, I will say it's been an absolute pleasure getting to know you, tell the listeners where they can get a hold of you and where they can find all your stuff online, my friend. Yeah, for sure. Right now, man, I'm really trying to push the HG Living show. Mm-hmm. Um, so check that out on iTunes. It's HG Living with John Briseño and on social media, look, I'm just starting to get into there. So, you know, don't, don't judge me based on the followers. I promise you, I will bring you some fucking knowledge. It's just through 10 years ago, social media was used to pick up chicks, right? <laughs> and I was married, right? So I wasn't really on there very much, man. But now I understand the powerful tool that social media is. Yes, so sir. we're just now starting to get on there more. We use it to pick uh, up clients, uh, man. We use it to pick up clients. It, Right, exactly. Uh, but yeah, social media is just John, J-O-N underscore Briseño, which is B-R-I-S-E-N-O. 
And dude, anybody out there, man, you can always hit me up. Dude, I love interacting with people. Uh, dude, I love when I get those messages from people that say, man, I heard this and dude, it impacted me this way. Fuck, I love that shit. That's why I do it, man. So well, that, That's badass, John. Man, I'm super appreciative for you taking the time out to come hang out with us today and tell a little bit of your story on Small Business Surgeon. So, ladies and gentlemen, again, check him out at the uh, HG Living Podcast on iTunes or on social media at J-O-N underscore Brasenio. John, thanks for coming, man. Uh, I really appreciate it. And, uh, yeah, pleasure, man. Now we got to do it the other way around, man. Hey. I'd love to interview my show i think you bring a lot of value that you could bring to my listeners so Dude, let's run it let's make it happen bro. let's run it back and guys listening as always if you've got something out of this episode or if you've enjoyed anything that we've been talking about over the last couple of weeks run on over to itunes hit the subscribe button leave us a review and uh, above all let us know you're listening all right we will catch you on friday for this week's version of friday fire and uh, as always guys you'll be safe and uh, stay tuned for more episodes thanks for listening This has been the Small Business Surgeon Podcast. If you made it this far, you clearly liked it. So go on iTunes and leave us a five-star review. This helps people find the show and spread the good word. Share it with friends and follow us at Small Business Surgeon on Facebook and Instagram. Thanks for tuning in and we'll see you for your follow-up next week. The Small Business Surgeon was recorded at Texas Media Foundry in downtown Bryan, Texas. Check them out at txfoundry.com. Ooh, yeah.